sometimes that is better. You know, I've heard that intro a million times, and sometimes it always seems just shorter and shorter to me. What about you? I'm not editing it at all. It just seems shorter to me. I don't know why. The action one is longer. Is that what it is? Yeah. Cause Maybe it's because we re- like record so far apart now. I Well, there's that, too. Now I, we're back I, on schedule, and I don't have to hear that these songs over and over and over again. You wanted to say that damn song over and over and over. Yeah, that damn song. (laughs) (laughs) No, oh, I'm loving being back on the once a week thing, you know, so I am totally okay with this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Give Me Back My Horror Movies, everyone. Uh, You you heard Charlie. You've heard me, Nate. You know what you're in for. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) We're back. Like or usual. If you're, you're, or if you're like binging us right now, it's us again. Hello. <laughs> well, hello there. Hello uh, there. <laughs> yeah, bud, man. So, I don't know. who picked this one? Because I don't remember. I picked it. I, it's, we didn't agree on who picked Dog Soldiers, but I picked the blob. You definitely picked the blob, 1988. And I picked it the before... year of our Nate. The year of our Nate, the the year that the Lord has blessed the earth with Nate. With a Nate. <laughs> His mother's like, would you look at that? Would you just look at that? Ah, you never watch the blob with your mother, Nate. <laughs> Ew, that's so, so gross, Nate. Oh, why oh do you like God. these kind of movies, Nate? There's something wrong with him, honey. I don't know what. He's in that room all the time. With his horror movies and the black and white. I don't get him. I hope you said horror movies because it's a different <laughs> show. <laughs> Give me back my bow, but your bow, bow. Yeah, we're, we're not starting that again, okay? That already happened yeah, in the group. I keep trying it. Uh, we're, not, we're not going down that road again. No, I picked it and... I picked it before Pete picked his movie Slugs because I kept going, we need some ooey-gooey, man. We are lacking ooey-gooey. And then Pete picks a movie, and I'm like, damn it. I'll I'll tell you what, though. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen this uncut. I think I've only ever seen it on TV. Oh, really? Yeah, I do not remember the blob being this bloody and ooey and gooey. It's At all. amazingly ooey gooey. And yeah, gooey. it is. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is another one this. like uh, Blind Fury, though, where I was like, I only remember the ending. Like, I only specifically remember the blob taking over like the big like the street and yeah. running down and running amok on people. That's what I remember of this movie. Well, not much uh, else. It's been <laughs> that long. That's what the I mean, even in the original uh, 1958, that's what everyone remembers is the blob like rolling down the street, you know, causing chaos and destruction. So it's kind of what it's known for. But, man, people were not were not ready for what this movie yeah, uh, the, put out, man. <laughs> you weren't ready Ooh. for this, but your kids are going to love it. D- damn right. Damn right. And um, I mean. Let's just get the budget right out of the way. This cost $19 million for a horror movie in the 80s. That's a pretty penny when your Friday the 13th are costing like $3 million. 
Yeah. Did that, and then did this you... one only made eight million worldwide. Yeah. Well, on top of your budget, nine million of that went to visual effects. Straight up just visual effects. Visual effects. They didn't make their visual effects money back. <laughs> Although there is there's a few things behind that that I was watching the interview um with the director and forgive me i'm pulling it up chuck mr russell. chuck russell yeah. and i mean this is the man that gave us the second best nightmare on elm street movie the year before dream warriors and that was a hit so i totally get why the studio went throw this man a huge chunk of change and let's see what he can do and, and even he admits all right when this came out it was too late in the summer there was a terrible ad campaign everything was going against this movie basically the studio was changing hands at the time, and the people that were 100% behind this movie left. You know, they were either bought out or whatever happens when a studio changes hands. So he didn't get the promotions. He didn't get, even he's kind of like, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, there, there was no marketing for this movie whatsoever, um, which is probably why I, I didn't watch this till a lot later. But I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on, the first time I watched this was on television. Um, I just still kind of scary for a kid on TV. Oh no, like I, yeah. it, it definitely is. Um, and I even like, I made the joke in slugs like, oh, you just walk away. So before I started this, I was like, oh, the blob, you're just going to walk away. This little bastard's fast. You there is no walking away. There's tentacles. I do not remember. There, oh dude, this thing, this thing's everything. And it's, uh, I was reading that they said that they finally agreed on the because you remember the original. It looked like slime running down the road, you know, just a ball of snot. Yeah, and they this talked is what about, your kids made during the COVID break, wasn't it? it? Exactly. Yeah. So we're not we're not doing that again. Um, but they decided in this one on what do we, how do we, you know, update it for pretty much, and it's a stomach turned inside out. The acid is on the outside. It's, you know, digesting people. I don't remember the blob burning you. I just remember the blob absorbing you. It's like, nah, you melt when you get touched by this thing. (laughs) Yeah, you do, man. Yeah, you do. Well, here, a little quick. Let's uh, let's set the mood for the show, Nate. We've kind of we're all over the place tonight, but that's fine. A lot of caffeine, you know, fun week for everyone. So let's uh, let's hit this trailer real quick. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there. You saw. Ask me. Life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. Ah! Ah! 
no shape. Terror has no shame either. If it had a heart, you could break it. <laughs> Thought At I was just going to repeat what they said. It can drive. At 21, it can drink. Legally. Oh, <laughs> so this is what beer tastes like. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so we needed a drunk blob. I'm too drunk to eat these people. <laughs> That's when the blob starts talking as well. He's he's sitting at the bar with the the can man, you know the 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 one guy at the beginning of the movie. I tell you, man, it's it's been a long, it's been a rough life here. I know this is some good hooch. The blob would definitely call it hooch. <laughs> he would call it hooch. That's what he would call it, huh? Hooch is like what's supposed to be like the illegal stuff. If he's sitting at the bar, he's not drinking the illegal stuff. Nope, he brought in his own. He's he's adding it to his own beer. Yeah, like, I'm own hooch. This is his a own blob canteen, family recipe. You know that's what that is. The blob canteen is actually like a teenager's skull that he picked up on the way in. <laughs> it's a tiny little satellite. And he opens it up and he just pours it down in there and closes the satellite. Mrs. Blob is at home wondering why he's not getting home at eight o'clock like he promised. It's now two a.m. She's up all night worried about him. All those little blob kids are running around. One's got a baseball hat, and you know <laughs> the damn kids are never stopped moving. Their tentacles are always absorbing the house. It's a real problem well, in li- the blob household. Little little Billy Blob come home, and he had the baseball bat and cap because he absorbed some kid at the ball field on his <laughs> way home. Jimmy Blob got sent to the principal's office again for eating his teacher. Yeah, well, that's the third one this week. We can't keep filling this quota. Little Jimmy's having issues, man. They found a switchblade in his, you know, back pocket. He's lashing out. He needs attention. He's uh, he's been experimenting with uh, dry ice, and you know, he's, he's just he's just reckless, man. He's just reckless. I don't know where we're going with that. I don't know either. <laughs> it's the Blob family. It's a lovely sequel to this movie. I like it, man. Blob, the middle aged years. I like it, but well. <laughs> Since both of us, it was the much... best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the blob of times. It was the blob of times. It's blobby. You ever watch those uh, Adam Sandler monster movies? The where they're like Frankenstein, the vampire, and all that stuff. My oh kids yeah, watch... yeah, yeah. The, the hotels in the Transylvania. Yeah, hotel trans. My kids watch it, and there's that one character called the Blobby. He's it's Blobby. I was like, I like Blobby. He's I like Blobby favorite. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the uh, Nutty Professor little Blobby glue- goose that's bouncing around. All oh, over you the mean place. a Flubber? Flubber, that's a little it. Flubber with Robin Williams. Yeah, Flubber, that's it. God, I remember seeing that in theaters as a kid, a long time ago. I rented that. It was good. All right, yeah. I, just, I definitely don't know where we're going. Speaking of renting, there's a good segue. Let's. Uh, I remember the cover of this movie sitting in the rental store. It was. Uh, how could pink. you not? It was pink and someone trapped inside the goo. I mean, that, and that, it's and iconic. It said, it said the blob at the bottom. Yeah, that's like you. You knew what you were renting. <laughs> I am glad you brought this up because nowadays the art of a movie poster seems to have been lost. Oh my god, it has, dude. Like almost. Why do we I'm need... not want to yell at Disney? But this Do is it. Disney's fault. Yell them. Yell them. Because if it wasn't for them with Star Wars and the Avengers movies, by wanting to show every character 
on the one sheet and then just with the title. And then yes. they pretty much just do a copy paste with each movie as it goes on. Yes. There's no originality there because they already know you're going to go see it. So now they don't have to put any effort into their poster. Right. Where back in the day, your poster is what get, gets you. I, I say the same thing with Netflix in our interviews. It's like it's that 30 second clip or that poster, that that cover art, that title is kind of what makes you go, Absolutely. oh, I'm going to click on this on a Friday night to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's, it comes to anything that's nowadays in the movie theaters, I mean, we don't really get good posters anymore. And it's a damn shame or good cover art. No, it, it's all floating heads. It's yeah, photoshopping it's heads. heads and the title. And what I don't understand is these uh, the other companies that know it's the artwork are these boutique uh, Blu-ray and 4K companies that are actually commissioning artists like our friend Chelsea and several others that we know on Instagram. Which I think is great. Like anytime that these companies are commission commissioning a local independent artists for yeah. either posters or for the cover art for like the 4K release or the Steelbook release. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. I can't remember the name of the artist that um, they did the Army of Darkness 4K steel book that's going to be coming out I from Shout Factory. Just saw the update today that it got pushed a week, but they had the pushed one week. Up. But uh, yeah. I follow that guy on Instagram. I, I feel terrible. I cannot remember who it is. You but saw uh, they were stoked. Like, oh hell yeah! Like, yeah, the piece I was commissioned for is now finally being revealed. Well, I mean, and that's what like I've got the 4K of the Blob, and as much as I love the original cover. I love the artwork that Shout Factory had done for this. Now, here's what cracks me up about the one for the Shout Factory. What's that? It's literally Purple Rain. Oh, it totally. It is well, totally Purple Rain. Kevin Dillon in this movie is just white prints. It's Pink Rain is it what is. it is. <laughs> it's Pink Rain. <laughs> Dude. It, okay, we're, we we got to get into it. We haven't done this in a while, and I, I want to give Nate time to think. We haven't talked about wardrobes no, in no one movies. wants to give nate time to think i'm gonna give you time to, to a dark scary place <laughs> it's so dark getting a little cold personal, nate. it's wet that's the blob so you're fine <laughs> stick your hand in it you'll be good no uh th- there was a time where stick you would my uh hand in that blender just to end it all how would that end it all that would just really hurt you're gonna end it all you want it to kind of be quick why would Did you just... say i think things through when i'm in my dark room <laughs> Just in my dark room, staring at that blender. Don't know even. <laughs> don't even know why it's in here. I don't. Don't even smoothies. know why. It's next to my gasoline can that I leave next to the bed. Well, everyone has those. That's that's understandable. Standard practice. You can't burn that. That's way too expensive. You had to take a loan out just to fill that some bitch up. But I don't even know where I was going. No, uh, you haven't talked about like wardrobes and movies a whole lot. I mean, maybe we did a little bit with Fifth Element, but man, the wardrobe of Kevin Dillon in this movie. I want that shirt. What is that shirt? Do you know what kind of shirt that is? Uh, he's the multiple, first pirate. Yeah. Yeah. There's no ruffles, but there was like multiple flaps that one could fold down and one was still there, or you could fold both down to get that V cut or fold them both up. And it looked like a brave star from the 1980s cowboy c- cartoon. I and then he put a leather jacket over top he of it. He is dressed way too nice to be the town rebel. Kevin Dillon is a pretty boy in the 80s, man. Period. And I 
I know they were. Playing I guess I'm a Matt of, Dillon kind of guy. I don't see it. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I like Kevin Dillon. I do like Kevin Dillon. I mean, hell, one of his first roles is in one of my favorite movies, Delta Force. He has a non-speaking role in Delta Force. He's sitting there holding that is a gun. Mentioned looking- in the very first episode of this podcast. It is. I oh, I, I will always <laughs> talk about Kevin Dillon. He was also in uh, No Escape. Uh, you know, I, I love that movie. But um, this one, I don't know. He just, he feels so out of place. And I know they're playing up the Steve McQueen thing from the original oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got yeah. the motorcycle. Um, you remember how I said Patrick Swayze had the best mullet in the 80s? <laughs> well... Well, Kevin Dillon has the worst mullet in the 80s. Okay, I was going to say, you better say worse, because that's not even his real hair. That was all hair extensions. so bad. He has that hair, and then poor Shawnee Smith, they had to do, she had to have the hairdo that looked like every late 80s and early 90s elementary school girl on picture day, where it just kind of fans out from the side of her head like a cobra hood. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what it looked like. It's hairspray and go out. Yeah. Just go it, out. Just I was excited woof. to see young Shawnee Smith in this. I, I right? didn't realize yeah. she was in this. I was like, oh, cool. This is pre-Becker days. Remember Becker? I do remember Becker. He was and that's always where angry. I, <laughs> that's where I remember her the most from. And Same, I'm also like when she popped up in Saul 2, it was like, oh. She does horror, and I I did not realize she was in the blob at all. Well, I was going to bring it up later because, which I'm bringing it up now, so there is no later. But I was like, why was she never really done? Why why did she never really become a scream queen? I think she would have done really well to continue using her in other, you know, like the Jamie Lee Curtis. She would have been fantastic. You know, I I love the fact she got brought back in Saw. She got a lot of love for that. And oh, she was kept, fantastic in Saul. They kept using her in the other ones, which was even better. You know, it's like, I love that stuff. But, man, she nailed this role in The Blob. You know, she has got she has a great scream when her boyfriend's getting dissolved slowly. Which I do <laughs> love that when that character gets dissolved, you're expecting him to not be the hero because obviously our rebel is the hero. But I expected him to last Way more than yeah. the first 25 minutes of the movie. That was like, I was watching the interview with the director and it was all done on purpose. He's like, I want to, I want people to expect something and then completely mess up their mind, you know, and not only that, but also kill him in probably the, one of the most graphic ways in the movie, you know, he was, ex- and that was, that was him inside that prosthetic. That wasn't a dummy. That wasn't, animatronics i don't know how you do that without like accidentally suffocating a man they because you see that goo stretching over his face and he is screaming and reaching out and it's just more goo it was i forget what the 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 chemical product that did the slime part was called but it was that and silk so there was silk in between so it would slide over him but the way they had it stretched over his face that's literally distorting his face in those takes and the director's like, we had to do super short takes because we were really concerned about his safety because the pain, not so much the pain, but just the distortion of him is him. That's exactly what's happening to him as they're pulling that back around his face. But how else would you ever pull that off? I don't even think CG now could do it as believable 
as put him in there and drag this across his face. <laughs> you know, I, I love the 80s, man. <laughs> I was like, did you, but did you die? No, then fine. Let's do another take. And You're good. Gone. Yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even like Shawnee is pulling on his arm and it just rips off. Yes. And it's so gross. It and is. Disgusted and like bloody. And I like the way that instead of the arm looking like a prosthetic arm just coming off in like a perfect way, right? You see the skin kind of fold underneath. You see like what would be a melted flesh, essentially. Yeah, almost like the acid being had stretched, m- melted it and stretched it, and then the the little hand twitch as it's like. And I mean, the camera doesn't do any of these weird like fast cuts. The camera pans down across the arm. Like, they want you to see that arm's laying on the ground moving. They are absolutely confident in themselves with their practical effects, and they should be, because, damn it, they hold up well. I'm watching this on on the Blu-ray. I haven't done four. I don't even know if this is on 4K, but rarely do I do 4K, unless it's just cheaper to go that route. In Blu-ray, this movie is beautiful, period. It, uh... Yeah, the HD transfer of this is amazing. The amount of people that worked on the special effects is absolutely insane. Uh, one of them being Nick Benson, who has an incredible resume mm-hmm. of Tremors, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Society. Like, this dude's good at what he does, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this for this to hold up so well, yeah, they had, okay, they had $9 million to play with. So you can really take your time and do it right, but it still had that. I mean, to me, I think these these effects are right there with the thing. You know, I think those two movies are very comparable as far as the shock value of holy shit, they did that. You know, oh no, like it's definitely shock value right out the gate when our homeless man has his entire bottom half completely dissolved away. I and love that. just goo like that reveal when they pull the blankets away. That was the moment I went, holy shit, I am in for a ride with this movie. And I don't remember it whatsoever because I guarantee the TV version pulled it away and only showed the reactions yeah. and it nothing was, else. All you saw was the sheet moving. They pull it away and then it cuts to the doctor on the phone uh, calling for the nurse. So yeah. you don't see any of that. Like, and that this is one of those movies I could perfectly tell with each kill as it was going on. Like, oh, I could see where the camera would have panned over or how yeah. they would have done a quick edit to like not show that and still be effective as a movie yeah. being played on like AMC back in the day. And if I'm remembering right, and this is this is the other great thing about this movie is that reveal of the guy missing half of his body is literally like 10 seconds before the next kill like it's that fast that's when the movie's like go time yeah they're like we're you're in for it now buckle up buttercup um because paul jumps right onto the phone and we get that 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 little slowdown where they're dropping the acid onto the table you know I, i love that it's hiding behind the door i chuckle at that scene still you know, it's like, ooh, I'm behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> I do like we get to see just how small it starts out because, you know, oh, yeah, it's a meteorite that crashes into the middle of nowhere. The homeless man's the one that discovers it. 
and it instantly latches onto him. Is he it tries. a meteorite? Is it a meteorite though? Mm, is Ooh, it Mr. Scientist? Dun dun dun. <laughs> well, like we have a very slugs moment though, where this thing engulfs his hand, <laughs> so he has a hatchet, as all homeless people do, right? I think, in the woods, <laughs> and starts chopping at his wrist, just like our gardener and slugs. <laughs> and then the blob goes nope and nope. covers up and the just, wound so now like yeah the wound is being covered up but that wound is still there and now you have acid burning you <laughs> yeah or it's it, like i i like to picture it as what was on there but it was also inside him like it's going in his body the whole time they're sitting in the car with him the whole time he's in the hospital because it stays right at the midsection area too which is kind of cool it never it never really finishes that guy off. No. I was like, <laughs> I just need a little snack, get my mojo going. Ooh, there's some young, fresh meat right there. He hasn't been eaten by any sausages for 17 weeks. Let's go eat <laughs> that guy. You know? <laughs> ah, dessert's on me. <laughs> but doesn't eat Shawnee Smith. That's also the weird. That was the other weird part. After her date gets eaten, she passes yeah. out. And I guess the blob is just full at the moment. Because, you know, he's still a growing blob. He was a little blobby. He was a little, a little blob. <laughs> he wasn't ready for second breakfast just yet. No, not yet. Second breakfast. was It's nighttime, so dinner, second dinner. What the dinner? <laughs> second supper. <laughs> no, but, that's, I mean, it's just so stupid fast on how this movie, you get you get your setup of all the characters and everything. You see the the Kevin Dillon, the loner rebel. Oh, you're almost 18 years old. Next time I catch you, your ass is going to jail. <laughs> I know, do that love point. that in 80s <laughs> movies, though. For some reason, we decide to all listen to the 17-year-old, which right. would never happen in real life whatsoever because we're like, no, you're no. a punk kid. Shut up. I know more than you. But maybe the 17-year-old is the correct one. And maybe we do need to listen to our youth. And maybe that's the problem these days. I don't no. know. I've seen TikTok. But they, I'm telling we, you, the we guy that's wearing the pirate shirt, I'm probably not going to listen to, truthfully. I'm not listening to any teenager. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I've seen what they do. I've seen what you what you cheer for, and it's <laughs> sickening. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> damn it, I, this is this is a nutty episode, man. I don't know where we're at today. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what: blob eats man, man eats Jello. Because after a kid gets eaten, they just instantly go to another kid eating Jello. I'm like, ah, maybe we're gonna cannibalize the blob. That is like I know for a fact because I was watching the interview that he's like, yeah, we added some comedy. It's not a comedy movie. It's not even really a dark comedy like they kept trying to say Dog Soldiers was, but they add levity into... No, this is a B-grade movie that knows the winks and nods and yes. knows how to have fun with it while still being like effectively Hitchcock-style terror. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's the big trope of we don't... You're, you, we immediately take away the person that we you think is going to be the hero that's a hitchcockian kind of thing to do yeah we is... have a woman trapped in a telephone booth a la the birds oh my god or oh we're not there yet we're we not don't have, 
We don't have to be there, we, man. We but go wherever order we want. I to. know we can go wherever we want. Okay, well, you're dealing with a podcaster that may have undiagnosed ADHD. I'll talk about whatever scene I want to in whatever order, and I'll talk about peanuts. You said peanuts, right? I did. Okay, I mean, I I'll I'll confirm if they want. <laughs> Do they ask for a second opinion? You got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People don't get to hear unedited Nate. You know, it's. It's unhinged. It's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in my dark room. His, his cave, his troll cave. There's a uh, lot of water bottles beneath me. I have my feet in shoe boxes and jars of urine. Yeah, but it's not your urine. It's but not. Anyway. <laughs> Don't ask whose it is. <laughs> he buys it from a guy down the street. No. My <laughs> shelf is a collectible shelf of urine. Uh, yeah. Limited edition run. That's, <laughs> I, don't I got the Funko Chase edition of urine. Ew. Ew. That, that's, that has a whole different meaning when you're talking about urine, man. The no, Funko it actually comes from a man named Chase. Who has the funk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> God. Oh, what were we talking about? I don't know. We need to start. <laughs> I'm regretting not drinking tonight. That's the exactly blob. Yeah. Oh yeah. Blob. Telephone pole, not telephone pole. Telephone. Uh, well, those things called that don't exist anymore. We used to call one eight hundred collect the call and tell your mom to pick you up, but you set in the message for your name. That way, they yeah. don't get charged. Yeah. Please leave message. Mom, come pick me up. And then wrestling practice then- is over. I need you to come pick me up. And then half the time, mom would still pick it up. I didn't understand what you were saying. What do you mean, Nathan, that the wrestling practice is over? It's like, no, mom, no, you're, you're getting charged right now. Like 10 bucks a second. Yeah. Hang this up. is costing us money. I'm going <laughs> to, dad's going to beat my ass. <laughs> That's that. Uh, yeah. Phone booth, I think, is the word you're looking That's for. That's the one I was looking for. The thing Superman used to get changed in. Yeah. What's he changing now? I have no idea. Back seats of Uber vehicles. I think he just. He like, and there's a like, guy um, with the Uber like camera that watches his passengers. That way he can stay safe. He's like, hey, sir, please put back on your pants. It's <laughs> taking a weird turn right <laughs> now. Because Superman has to take off his pants. To turn I'm trying Superman. to remember how many times he looked like Clark in the last movies. And it wasn't a lot. Hmm. He was mostly at home. He was. On the, on the farm. And I get then, it though. That's where I want to be all the time, at home on the farm. Yeah, with, with Bob Evans. <laughs> it's an Ohio thing, everyone. If you don't know, you can look it up. Is it? I thought it was like everywhere. Well, I think they're everywhere, but Bob Evans Farms is in Ohio. It is. I, I know. I just told you. Yeah, I'm just saying. So that's why I'm you're agreed. like, is it really an Ohio thing? Yeah, well, I mean, it I, is. I thought like you were saying like only Bob Evans restaurants were here in Ohio. No, I got some down here, but Bob Evans is in Ohio. Mr. Evans is, yes. Not Chris Evans. Not Chris. So you can't say Mr. Evans. Did That's you watch what... Gray Man yet? I did not yet. Oh, my God. I need you to watch Gray Man. I don't know if you want me to. <laughs> oh, you need to. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we're. We'll say that for the action show. <laughs> it's not it's not very highly regarded among the live streamers on the action alone. Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, okay. 
I also watched those guys dog on Thor, and that was fantastic. So, yeah, but I'm I love Thor anyway. But I'm just gonna wait for streaming on that one. So there you go. It'll be here in a month. Why are we digressing now, man? We're supposed to be talking about the we blob. Are. Like when the blob is over the telephone booth, and then you see the cop's face just like stuck yeah. to the glass. That's another fun little like tidbit in this movie because the original that cop makes it to like the end of the movie pretty much you know he's like integral at the end and they straight up killed that character quick and they did it on purpose so they would throw off the original blob fans i'm like in 1988 they're messing with the people from 1958 going ah you think you know what's going on not today. That's so strange. Like thirty years later, obviously the original Blob would have had to have had like a VHS re-release or something, probably right before this movie came out. It had sequels, to, man. To you know, get you hyped up for the remake. Yeah. I've never seen that, and I really am curious as to how they pulled that off in the fifties compared oh. to this. I've oh. never seen it. I have. It's, it's just been. such an interesting concept when you think about in the fifties of like. There would have to be, I'm assuming, a lot of, like, not showing the blob. Well, theaters weren't as prevalent as they are now, though. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking, this would have been the time of, like, the original uh, Little Shop of Horrors, stuff like that, you know? Oh, you're talking, I mean, 50s horror. uh, First Godzilla's, like, 53 or 54, something like that. I mean... You got to remember your the time frame you're in right here. But monster movies were huge. There's a lot of oh, monster, yeah. you know, radioactivity, you know, was everything, but it was also and it gets into as the movie goes on, you figure out ah, it was the government the whole time, which again was another big thing in the 50s movies where it was always, you know, like some kind of radiation ray they made a tarantula giant because of science or nuclear. Or, yeah. You know, I love that these scientists have machine guns. They well, play yeah. very, very friendly in the beginning. And then they're like, ha ha, we got you. Surprise. You're not, yeah. <laughs> You're not, not getting only... away so easily, Mr. Kevin Dillon. Get in the not... back of that cop van. They also have rocket launchers on their backs. They have flamethrowers. They have C4. They have grenades strapped to their uh, <laughs> their little white Tyvek suits. It's like it wasn't even like, you know, tactical Tyvek suits. They were just kind of pinned. And they're yeah, they're the wearing the team. decontamination suits, but they got bandoliers of bullets. <laughs> I would. And you would yeah. think they're I'm the going people up that sh- Jello that walks. Of course, I would. That makes the whole end of this movie so freaking weird to me. When they're just like, "Let's get him, boys!" and they just shoot down the manhole cover. Yeah, they all get in a perfect circle and just start shooting <laughs> down a manhole. <laughs> Throw a bomb. Well, that took care of that son of a bitch. Yeah, I like that. They're like, "Yeah, that's what worked." I'm like. No, <laughs> all you did was make him absorb the bullets. And for all we know, he can spit them back out at a faster velocity. He did get bigger all of a sudden, though, too. Like after that explosion, he was huge <laughs> when he popped up out of the sewer. 
We're at the end of the movie already, Nate. Those are yeah, a great we got episode. backtrack. We rewind it, rewind it, rewind the podcast. <laughs> Hit the rewind button. We're everywhere, man. That's fine. You know what I want from this movie to be real, though? What's that? Garden Massacre. Right? I love that little parody uh, Friday the 13th movie they're watching in the movie. Yes. And I like the dialogue. Of you have the two teenagers like making out, and there's like, oh, there's a guy watching us. Well, let's put on a show for him. And then the guy's like, wait a minute, hockey season ended months ago. <laughs> I like, I like before all that was, he was like, it's just the gardener gardening at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need garden garden massacre to become a real movie. <laughs> this was part two. I want to see part one though. Yeah. <laughs> That was the best part. And, you know, the little Eddie's like, oh, we're going to go watch Garden Massacre Part 2. And it's like, I, I don't think you've seen the new Scream movie, right? I haven't. No. There is this is a slight, spo- not a spoiler, but like, obviously you got the Stab movies. Oh, I know about Stab. Yeah. So in the latest Scream, they're up to Stab 8. And oh, it's wow. just Ghostface with two machetes and he's like swinging them around. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, yeah, is, it, is like, it Danny Trejo the whole time? It might as well be. <laughs> I mean, I need to watch that. I don't know why. I, it's good. It's worth it. It's probably streaming on one of on one of those other streaming sites I refuse to pay it's for. It's on like, Paramount Plus. I was gonna say, is it on Paramount? Because that's the one I refuse yep. to get. I'm really not doing app. it. I'm not getting it. That's essentially NBC. I don't want it. I, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just I'm not doing it too many streaming services yeah right and I got Tubi for free don't tell me you guys have to make all this freaking money Tubi's free I'll watch Tubi all day long bless you Tubi in the world of podcasting just bless you which this was not on Tubi which was kind of I know I I have the shout factory blu-ray and I got into the house late because we were doing the live stream it was like after 10 and I was like, are we going to try and watch this? And Jackie's like, I don't know. Do you want us to see if it's on Tubi? Cause I don't want to walk out to the shop to go get my copy. And I she's love like, that. Like in the world of our laziness, I'm the same way. I'm like, ah, is it streaming? Cause I really don't want to go in the other room just to like hunt down the DVD. Lee, yeah. You, you're still in the same house. I would probably go to another room. I don't want to walk across yeah, you gotta walk outside <laughs> in the dark with my flip-flops on find where the blob the can shop. get you blobs outside man you never know the blobs outside but no and it wasn't streaming so i waited and i i watched it i've seen this movie i, I can't tell you how many times anyway but i like being fresh for the podcast so i watched it right before we started recording i was like this is as fresh as i can get boys but no i love i love this movie and it's like i don't even really want to go through every kill but damn it, man! Like every oh, kill, really great kills are like, amazing. The two teenagers on like a uh, makeout lane, you know, oh, the girl like, from Under Siege, uh, Erica. Is she da, really? Da, 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 da. Yeah, you know that. Did not know that. Yep, didn't recognize that, her. That is uh, Miss July, uh, from 89. Under Siege. Yeah, Miss July. Just funny, it's a year after. Uh, yeah, she is uh, Erica. Aleniac, I don't know how you say her last oh, name. Didn't know that. Yep, she's the girl that gets uh date raped, I guess, or almost uh, date raped. So disgusting, but what a payoff of it's I, like she was 
dead. Oh, I love this. And I did not remember like the tentacles popping out, her whole face like sunk like sinking in with the ooey gooey bloodiness. Yeah. And just devouring the other guy. That's because in the TV edit, he, he unbuttons a couple the outside yeah. of the of the car and the scream. He doesn't even get his hand in her blouse. He just gets it unbuttoned and you see him reach and then it cuts to the outside of the car scene. So yeah, that's the television edit of this. What you didn't see was her face just get like completely sucked to the back of her head. And uh, yeah, excellent kill in this movie though. I love uh, it that. It is fantastic. I mean, obviously our our hero white prince Kevin Dillon gets blamed for all the murders right which yeah of course just because he's the local like they don't even explain why he's like the local punk or that he's, like he's he's, he's always causing hooligan. mischief yeah he's the hooligan yeah <laughs> like the 80s was obsessed with having that bad boy character but none of them were ever capable of topping john bender no i mean but again it's a remake of a 50s trope, though, which would have yeah, been like which the, would have been the style, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And that, and that works. I mean, they're, 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 they play up on it, and it's we're going to make fun of how he looks in this. But I do, I do like Kevin Dillon. I really do. You know, but, they, God, you're just watching this going, man, I don't see how he's going to be the hero in this. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. he's really not either. He, Shawnee ends up being the hero. Oh, yeah. She, like, she is fantastic throughout this whole thing. She, she like, uh, takes takes uh, pers- the personification of Ellen Ripley at the end of this movie. <laughs> you know, it's like, bring it, you son of a bitch. Here we go. Let's dance. <laughs> I was loving that. I, um, my other favorite character in this movie and it has ties to the action side, but Paul McCrane, and people are like, who is Paul McCrane? Well, the melted guy from RoboCop is the deputy in this movie that's hassling Kevin Dillon. 90% that's where of the he looked familiar. Yeah, he's a meal. Yeah. From RoboCop. Ah, it was taking me forever. I was like, why is this guy looking so familiar? But I didn't look him up. Well, he has a mustache in this one. That'll do it to anybody. Oh, you know, now, put yeah. That, <laughs> put that mustache on. No one will ever know. And he gets, so he melts in RoboCop. So you're almost watching this going, are they going to melt him again? No, he gets snapped in half. Oh, which I he loved. He gets bent backwards and shoved through a bookcase. But there <laughs> is, I like to think, a little homage to him in this movie from RoboCop. Oh, Eddie, <laughs> because we get this poor little kid in the sewer who gets completely yanked away and Shawnee Smith goes swimming for him. And then when he pops back up out of the water with his hands up and he is completely melted, I instantly oh, went, oh, dude. RoboCop. And I was like, I can't believe they just did that to a child in this movie. That is the other thing that they turn on its ear in this movie where they go, hey, we're killing a kid. Yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. No, I I was completely shocked, especially the 80s. We are talking. This is the time period of where the MPAA is completely against Jason. Like we learned that when we were doing uh, part seven of Friday the 13th. Right. Yeah. They they neutered that that entire movie. This go through. How? I'm still with you, man. Why? This had way more gore than most Jason movies. 
but and it's like well, how did this one get out then like who who knew who to allow them to do this level of gore this i mean and it, it just I further guess, goes to show they know nothing about what they're doing they're just the, all fluff the weird thing about this movie though is it's not incredibly bloody though it no, is it's gory not, and it's, it's brutal gory, it's it's ooey and gooey like we love yeah uh but they're all memorable every single one of them is there's not a kill on here that really goes wasted even e- if it's just a civilian on the street getting like basically slid over Oh, when he slaps his tentacle on the <laughs> ground. Like the sticky hand that you get from a quarter machine. And he <laughs> lifts the tentacle up and the body is attached to his, like the Wiley e. Coyote from Roadrunner stuck to his tentacle. I, I, I lose my shit every time. It's hilarious. He's like, whoop, reek. there he is still attached. I'm absorbing this guy. He's picking up soldiers at the end like they're candy. Yeah. Yeah. Rum, yum, yum, yum. It even has like a graboid type mouth in the sewer when it is attempting to eat uh, Shawnee Smith. And I was like, I don't remember it even having that. I think that was in it. I can't remember every single. I haven't watched it on television since probably as a teenager. But like you said, it's real easy to remember where we're like, Oh, I don't remember that on television, you know. So it's easy to see in the kills now, where you're like, "Yeah, you had to cut there." Some of these movies you I never got that. to rent at the video store. You only got to see when oh, it came on either based on Fox, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because again, some some video places didn't didn't get it. They're like, "Yeah, no one's going to want to rent this," or it was too expensive to rent. You know, the studio had to make its money back somehow when it only made eight million dollars <laughs> <laughs> off of nineteen million dollars. Though I guarantee if I would have been in that movie theater, I would have left a very happy camper. Oh, I wish I could have seen, especially because there's a movie theater scene in this. You know, I love that kind of thing, though, where it's yeah, like, like when Gremlins did it, you know, exactly. Like- a Gremlins 2 where they're messing with the film and Hulk Hogan <laughs> jumps up. Hey, don't make me come up there. <laughs> They're playing Snow White and the Seven Dwarves or some shit. Oh, uh, uh, well, man, uh, we've been yammering about everything about this movie, and uh, we need to play a commercial. So let sure. me let me and Nate kind of regroup here. I, I'm not guaranteeing that's going to happen. And, uh, I'm getting out. further off the ledge. He's he's on the ledge all right we'll be right back we'll be back following these messages welcome to 100 horrors a comedy podcast that seeks to rank the best 100 horror films of all time as dictated to us by a poster that one of us owns every week we bicker over another film in an attempt to give it an overall scare factor and secure its place in the 100 horrors list with features such as And what would you say to them at the We take a light-hearted approach to horror cinema so that it can be enjoyed by even the most squeamish of listeners. 
So whether you're the person who's never seen a horror film in their life or the person who has a tattoo of Leatherface on the right ass cheek, there's something to be enjoyed in every episode of 100 Horrors. (laughs) From the masters of the universe, Hordak reveals the most gruesome trap ever. Welcome to the slime pit. The what? The slime pit. Now, Spike, are you my slave? Not the slime. Yes, my slime. of the universe you put it together figure sold separately from Mattel do you like horror movies do you like hanging out with your friends do you like having a laugh do you like podcasts well you should check out our podcast spoils of horror we're not a review show we're a horror movie hangout where we talk about movies that are lost forgotten popular and bizarre all in the scary realm. You can listen to our podcast while you're doing just about anything. You could be washing your dishes. You could be washing your cat. You could be washing your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> All forms of genitals accepted. <laughs> we are a fully inclusive genitalia show. Yes. We are the number one ideal podcast for washing your genitals. Our genital Yelp reviews are unsurpassed. Five and a half stars. <laughs> You don't want to know where that half came from. uh... (laughs) Now that you know that, check us out on all major platforms. You can search for Spoils of Horror on all social media sites. Come and hang out with us. We'd love to see you. And your genitals. (laughs) Bye. Welcome back. Nate, you going to behave now? No. Okay. Just trying to figure <laughs> out where I need to be at here. That's trying to figure out what version of Nate I'm getting tonight. You never know. I never do. I really don't. But um uh, so uh, we're uh, we got to the theater part, which I, I you know, we're talking about the Gardener movie, which I love. But again, another fantastic kill in this movie from the projectionist attached to the ceiling. How did they stretch his face? Dude, I how did they do, I do not know how they do. How did they do any of these things, man? He is the the freaking yo-yo. Again, there's that little bit of comedy where the yo-yo falls down and then the tentacles come down on top of the other guy like yo-yos. You know, yeah. it, it's all playing on this whole thing, but the horrifying look on that face that's melting into the ceiling. It's it's insane. And then it's like 5 minutes later we get another melted face where when the blob is actually attacking the theater uh, viewers themselves, yeah, and one of the girl's face is stuck to the to carpet, to the floor, to the carpet, like a piece of gum. Have you ever on walked shoe. on a? Th- have you ever walked on a? Th- you know the the theater floor. It's. That I thought you were about to ask if I ever walked on a person's face and then like got it stuck to the bottom of my. That shoe. is so freaking weird. Why would you even I go there? I thought no. that's where you were going. I was like, no, of course not. That's murder. A theater with sticky floors. I was going to say, I don't even think the blob did that. I think she just fell face first on the floor. <laughs> and then, then, and then it stuck. was stuck. <laughs> it's all that what, butter. Way to make it morbid, Nate. I don't never stepped on anyone's face. That's murder. No, you don't step on faces. Murder. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus. 
Save this man. God. <laughs> it can't be done. I know. We've tried exorcisms. It doesn't work. <laughs> All that reminds me. For those of you that still haven't joined us over in the group, or at least told us you're in the group, somebody shared a really messed up little post. I think it was maybe might even been today. They were talking about some weird, like, Italian or Argentinian um, uh, horror movie. And they were like, they had to stop production a few times because the actress who played the ghost got possessed and they had to perform a couple of exorcisms <laughs> on the actress. That is how you market a movie. And I'm just like, once would also disturb me, but they said a couple times. Like, yeah, that is, damn it, like, it didn't take. That's the equivalent of, you'll need a barf bag for when you see this movie. Oh, when you see this movie, you'll see an actually possessed actor. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's really good. You yeah. know, that's what I can imagine. <laughs> As her the neck director. is twisting to the back and her spine is going upside down. He's over there tapping the special effects guy on the back going, you're doing a great job over there. He goes, I haven't done and it the yet. special effects guy <laughs> is like sweating like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> well, I was like, so, yeah. See, that's what you're missing out if you're not in the group, man. I was like, that, <laughs> just saying that exorcism thing, I was like, that was kind of disturbing. Is we had to stop production a couple times because she got possessed. <laughs> got to keep the onset reverend. I love the reverend in this man. And what an it, odd character that I was not expecting at all. And it pays off. So I think there's a reverend in the original. So they're kind of playing off on uh, that character line. But I don't think he does anything like at the end of this one where he still has the blob in the jar. Um, but I love like the burn effect because he doesn't actually die. He gets caught on fire during the flamethrower scene. And that's why he's all their flamethrowers. Always got to have a flamethrower budget. I still think we need to bring them back. I, I, I'm 100% behind flamethrowers, man. They're not, they're not in movies enough. John Wick 4, give it to John us. John Wick 4, flamethrowers. I've seen actual flamethrowers in use. Not in war or anything. It was a demonstration, so don't take anything I say out of context. But uh, <laughs> they had like vintage like Vietnam-era uh, flamethrowers, and they do demonstrations with them. So they don't hand those licenses out too easily. So <laughs> it was Damn. cool. It's not like the movies. It's, it's it's really not. There was literally a section where they had everything fenced off. And it's like, that's the melt section. So if you really want to feel the heat, you stand there. So instead and of it, the splash zone at like a... Uh, yeah, exactly. It was bloody the... Bloody theater uh, experience. This is the... <laughs> we, st we stood in the melt zone. And the melt they're zone. Not, they're not kidding. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't last as long as they do in movies it's literally like 10 seconds worth of i don't think pressure. you really need it that long it's going to do what it needs to do in those 10 seconds it's honestly probably the most terrifying weapon ever used you know everything else is quick that's not that's quick. horrific yeah <laughs> well since you went morbid i guess it was my turn to go morbid yeah everything. melted flesh <laughs> stepping on faces and flamethrowers uh just another day at the office of give me back my horror movies. 
That's right, man. We, we're here to bring you all the ooey gooey, bloody goriness. And you this know. is one Pete should join us on, but he's on vacation this week. Yeah, Pete taking his dang vacation. Like it's it's like sorry been a, everyone, they got a peatless month in August. But it's you're been about a to get month. A lot of Pete in September. I'm hoping. We're hoping. Fingers crossed. Ending schedule. Fingers crossed. There's an asterisk lot, there. There always an asterisk on this show. Um, so hopefully we get our Pete back. I miss Pete. I really do. Mm-hmm. Pete calls. Let us know you're okay. Yeah, email us, Pete. He will. I better check. Make sure we don't have one waiting. Um, <laughs> all right, Nate. Where we go next? While I check our email. Well, one of the things I think it's interesting is as we see this blob grow further and further in the movie, one of the evil scientists mentions this thing could take out the U.S. in a week if we don't stop it. While one of the other scientists, as it turns out, this was man-made. And it was actually a germ like warfare to be able to take out our enemies, as always. Yeah, it's inside. Uh, so I did love this reveal. So when the quotation mark meteor crashes at the beginning of the movie, it looks like a rock. It looks like a meteor that's been cracked open. It's glowing. Everything you expect. Well, when Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith arrive at the camp, um, there are all the scientists are around it. Then we get that whole thing where, you know, we're going to take you to town. Kevin Dillon's like, nah, screw you. I'm out. He sneaks back onto the camp and watches them lift the meteorite out of the ground. And it comes out burnt on top, but the bottom is all metal. It is a satellite from space that they were doing experiments with. Yeah. They launched it in there to see what they could do. And now it's it's gotten loose unexpectedly, and they're pretty much willing to sacrifice this entire town. To At least save. The, the one guy is the the yeah. main the the main scientist, and he's he, I li- I like this guy too because the way he plays off at first is very. He's the most gentle soul human being in the beginning. He is so much like, oh, thank you so much for being here and for showing yeah. us this, like. Dr. Meadows played by Joe Seneca. And I'm like, he would, he's like Santa Claus. You know, that's what this guy feels like whenever you first meet him. And then he turns and he's like the most cold hearted son of a bitch in the movie above all the other military dudes that are like hardened guys. This guy's worse, you know, (laughs) because he's telling them to shoot him towards the end of the movie. You know, Kevin yeah. Dillon's getting ready to spill the beans to like the cop and some townspeople. Like, let him tell them then. Does then you just wipe out the whole town? Who gives? Yeah, a shit? you're gonna let the blob eat everyone anyway, so he can just <laughs> say whatever he wants. It doesn't He's matter. Like, it's an order. Shoot him, and he tries to grab the gun himself, and then the blob eats him in his yeah. most epic come up. He gets it really well. All the blobs in his, like, the suit don't mean shit, boys. That blob was in your suit. Yeah, and then you just see it, like, go where the face shield is. And oh, then that's it for that him. Effect, man. Yeah. I like I like to imagine it was just, like, this big air, ba- air bladder. And then when it got to that scene, they just hit that air compressor, and it filled up his face. Definitely just, had boom. to have. <laughs> <laughs> Again, practical effects for, like, 99% of this movie. Um and good camera tricks. I mean, there are some parts where you watch it on high def that the vid- the the overlays and stuff are. Oh, it's like the old Godzilla off. movies where you can tell yeah. where they filmed uh, something in the background and they they 
superimpose it. Exactly. Yeah. You know? the, the the diner was the worst. Yeah, scene when they're for that. running away from the blob and it's on the ceiling. But it felt so much like the 1958 though, because exactly, they, just, and that's it, why it was great. Like, it I wasn't think like cheesy it. or stupid. I was like, no, like this works. I think that that particular scene though, compared to all the others, that they did that on purpose though. Oh, I really feel like, like that. That that was an homage back to fifty eight right there. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely how you do classic old school horror movie, and this movie has that wink and nod the whole time. It, it's just, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, all of our the movie starts with uh, not so much starts, but eventually we get Shawnee where she's in her room staring at a snow globe. So I mean, we immediately get how they defeat the blob foreshadowed pretty early oh and then they get they go in a freezer it doesn't like the cold they use fire extinguishers which again don't last as long as they ever do in the movies there's not that much stuff in them and you know they happen to be in a town that's like a skiing town so they have trucks that blow it's the 80s you always gotta have a ski resort Always a ski resort, but it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't been a measurable snow here in years, man. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's, uh, October and it was like hot or whatever month it was. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I do say, did you realize when the people get like melted by the blob, what did they remind you of? What did they remind me of? Yeah. Was there anything specific that came to your mind? Just look like melted goo to me half the time, but you know they did kind of look like the dude Cropsy from the Burning a little bit. They did a little bit. Yeah. But you know what? You ever stick a bunch of peeps in a microwave? No. A, I don't recommend doing it. But B, if you do, this is what the blob kind of turns a person into: is you just stick a shit ton of peeps into a microwave and let it melt, and that becomes the ooey gooeyness. I just eat them. I don't. Why would I put them in a microwave? Oh, because they melt and turn really cool. Till mom yells at you for messing up the microwave. It was my own microwave. It was your own microwave. <laughs> I love peeps. I didn't use that microwave after that, though. I think I was moving out, and me and my buddy wanted to see what happens if we put a bunch of peeps in it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. At I'm all just about surprised that. you have not wanted to just throw a bunch of peeps in a microwave. Get one. Go 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 to Goodwill. And get peeps? Why would I want Goodwill No, you, you go Goodwill, you get like a $5 microwave, then you go get peeps and you throw them in it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. All right, guess you don't want to spend your five bucks like a cool guy. <laughs> like I said, I'd rather eat the peeps. I don't even think peeps are in season right now. Um, No, they're not. No. But like, what's, a, what's an August peep? I don't know. A Labor I, Day our- peep? There's already Halloween candy at Walmart, so Ooh, are there are Halloween the pumpkins out? Are there are the Reese pumpkins out? Yeah, I saw the oh. ones the other day. So nice. Yeah. That means the Monster Mash cereal is going to be coming out. Give me some blueberry. I, I think us as a society that eventually every holiday uh, stuff we love is just going to be available year round. Like, forget this whole thing of starting it earlier and earlier. Just put it, just leave it out year round. That's all. That just yeah, that, that way I can have my booberry year round. That's right. Spirit Halloween, leave them open year all round. year round. That way I, I mean, always have new and fresh dishware. Basically just cups. It's it's house decorations here. I mean, yeah. not, ho- not holiday, 
It's just, house decoration. It's there. Yeah. That's right. Where are we at again? We're doing the blob. We're What's basically happening? at the end. We are at we are at the Ellen Ripley Shawnee Smith ending. Hell yeah, we are. Grabs an M sixteen, starts shooting at the blob, which we all know doesn't hurt it, but damn it, does it react? It doesn't like being if anything, shot. Anything, all it does is go. All right, who did that? Exactly. Now you piss me off. He's like, stop it, stop. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm gonna melt you so hard. <laughs> It's like, yeah, let's go after the one person shooting at me, not the building full of people I can eat. But they go to the wrecked uh, snowblower truck, and she sets a bomb, gets her foot stuck, of course. So Kevin Dillon technically saves her, but she's the one that actually she's the one just, saves the day. She saves the day at the end of this. Uh, and it blows up, and they all turn into little blobsicles. Yeah, little blob ice cubes. Which was, Gotta love liquid nitrogen in the 80s and early what, 90s with Terminator 2. It was uh, food-colored rock salt is what they used as nice. the frozen blob at the end. All right, boys, let's get the dump trucks. Let's get her into the ice house. I love how the, this just <laughs> one microscopic piece of that could potentially turn back into a blob exactly like if that whole thing does not get covered it we're right. right back to where we started are we out there with everyone's shop vacs from their garages and they're vacuuming the street down you know there's not a and little then there's gonna be that one jackass guy that doesn't clean out his shop vac so then it's gonna you know like defrost it's stuck in, in there the, it's stuck in the filter yeah, yeah. <laughs> it said wet dry vac <laughs> <laughs> It what becomes, do you mean these things get filled? It becomes possessed like the toaster in Ghostbusters 2, and it starts dancing to the radio that's on <laughs> in the garage. That's how it ends. Instead of instead of the preacher who had a tiny little frozen piece of it, which may I remind everyone, when he picks those up, there's like three or four more on the floor of the freezer. There's still blob floating around that town. Yeah, you're not getting rid of the blob at all. The electric this is be had to have gone out. Something the town just has to live with. Like, ah, it's the season of the blob again. It's blobby season. We just got to wait till it's December for it to get cold and freeze the blob. Is there, has everybody got your uh, fire extinguishers charged? That's what the fire department does. Yeah, they don't have fires they anymore. <laughs> you know, it's all about blob. It's blob season instead of the fire season. <laughs> all right, movie's done. Movie's <laughs> over with. I the, love this. The movie. Reverend, oh. you know, yeah. has that jar that somehow it doesn't break out of, and movie's over. It's tiny. He's a very tiny blobby. You know, he de- he's not as strong as Big Blobby, but yeah, he's at a tent revival. Everyone's like, he's talking you know, about the end of the world, and basically, soon he thinks, it will come. Yeah, the blob is one of the apocalypse type things, and yeah. it's going to be his job to re-release. And there was supposed to be sequels. I, I, that's the thing. But, I'm like, give me a sequel now. Don't do CGI. Or if you do, use it to enhance it. I, I'm, but this movie I'm, ends perfectly to say that Reverend, this is 30 years later. He now dies of old age. Someone uncovers that jar and accidentally oh, unleashes it. A perfect way to do it without remaking it. Yeah, That's exactly. what I'm terrified of. Don't remake it. You Continue can it. literally do a sequel to 1988 Blob, and it would be fine. Just, just do it. 
you know, where, where are we at? Was that 1988? How old are you, Nate? Well, I turned 34 this year, so this movie turns okay. 34 in a couple weeks. So it came out in we're, August. We're past the 30, because, you know, 58 and then 88, this came out, so we can't quite do the 30 anniversary of it. But you can make it land on an 8. We can do, like, 2028 yeah. and do Blob 2. You know, I, I would be down for that. But do not remake it, period. No. And once Just, again, you could bring back Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith and being like, 100%. hey, we defeated this one time before, but now you make it to it's like, well, this is a mutated variant. It it survived the cold, so it now knows to adapt to that. You have to figure out a new way to kill it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Steven Seagal I, has I to be. fight it. Yeah. Steven Seagal. I had to fight the blob. Aren't you the blob? Don't you ever say that again. Don't you ever say that to me again. I'll Steven Seagal is the blob. <laughs> Steven Seagal is the blob. This is the big comeback I've always wanted. Everyone's like, why are we talking about Steven Seagal? Well, we already talked about Under Siege earlier in the episode. I'm the Steve so. McQueen character, right? <laughs> I get to be young Kevin Dillon. Why would you be young Kevin Dillon? We because have- I'm young Kevin Dillon now. I get a motorcycle. <laughs> the blob gets a motorcycle. Has he ever been on a motorcycle in a movie? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if Steven Seagal's ever been on a motorcycle in a movie. Why are we talking about Steven Seagal? Why, what are we, we're talking about everything except the blob. What's no, happening? <laughs> yes, we are. All right. Whatever. Okay. Let's, 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 let's do our things. I'm doing the thing. I'm not even saying which one it is. Click, we're just click doing any things. It. I'm clicking. All right, man, it's our raining blood time. So this I'm one very curious to see how many people get axed in this movie. So I was reading the IMDB trivia, as I always do, because sometimes they put the body count in there. They said 19. That maybe seems they low. That's what I said. So and below it, they go, well, maybe some more people possibly died in the theater. And I'm like, that's still way too low. So I went and found one of the videos that count as it goes. It's 31, 31 on that screen. Still low to me, but makes sense. It ha- I feel again, like there's more people in the town or in the theater that get killed oh, that we don't see. Yeah. So this was, you saw it on screen, like picking up the soldiers going down the street, slapping its tentacle down the, the, uh, theater scene there's even some people like just laying on the ground not moving they're dead or stuck to the floor like the one lady yeah they're know? all stuck to the floor with the butter sticky sticky floors no but uh 31 was a lot more digestible <laughs> than 19 i was like there's no way it's only 19 in this movie that's shenanigans so no imdb was wrong so 31, man, 31. So suck uh, this, it, independent movie database. It's whoever uploaded it. It wasn't actually them. I but. suck it to that person. Let's get to the most difficult segment of this particular movie on this show. Oh, anyway. boy, there's a lot to choose from this week on our Kill of the Week. What do you think? Zombie Kill of the Week? 
I hit that way too early. Hold on. That's fine. What do you think? Zombie kill of the week? Bubba, I have struggled with this one. I feel like, for me, I don't think I struggled as much because as soon as I saw the kill and the movie wasn't even over with yet, I went, this is it. There's no way you're going to top it. So, I don't know. It's, I'm supposed to go first on the horror stuff. Um, I haven't talked about this kill, but I've also noticed you haven't talked about this kill. And there's others that need the light shown on them a little bit. And we kind of did that as we talked, you know, when Eddie, the kid dies, it is a split second scene, but if you pause on the point where Eddie is covered in the blob, it is horrific looking. Oh, it's terrifying. It is the whole sewer scene is great horror. It's intense. It it really fast pace. You truly do believe Shawnee Smith is not going to make it. Watch out for the rat. What rat? I mean, I loved every bit of that. You know, it's but so we 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 talked about they actually killed a kid in this, which is amazing. I love the guy stuck to the ceiling in the movie theater scene. Just that whole segment there. Paul dying at the beginning with the blob rolling over his face. Insane. But my kill of the week is the dishwasher in the diner getting sucked into the drain. Same here, man. Same. Oh, I knew it. Um, I knew we I, both I didn't skipped even want to talk about it because I wanted to no. save it for this. You jumped uh, to phone booth, which we didn't really talk. I love that scene in the phone booth, though, where it rushes it, in on her. And, I, dude, it's like an insta-cut. Like, I swear it's her, but when the blob hits her, it's the mannequin that's distorting her body. Yeah, but they they edited it so well that I'm like, for a second you're like, what did I just watch? That was amazing. But this guy getting sucked into the drain, and not the way you're expecting it to happen. He the drain's clogged, so you know he gets a plunger, all this other stuff, and then he then he has to do the one thing every human being on the planet hates to do. Oh, what is that, Nate? It terrifies me to reach my hand into the sink. And I always have to do it when I'm loading the dishwasher because I want to make sure no spoon fell into the garbage disposal or a knife or something like that. And even though the light, the switch for it is super far away, it is a horrific feeling of sticking my hand down there going, oh, boy, I'll never be able to play video games if this goes wrong. That's the final destination generation in us right there. Yeah. That's really what it is. But he That's where my cat his... accidentally goes and paws the switch. <laughs> oh, shit. I never thought about that. <laughs> Our cat loves that spot of the sink counter. Same. Oh, God. Gunner's going to make me lose my hand. Uh, <laughs> um, so he reaches his hand into this thing. And you're like, okay, it's going to grab his hand. That's what you immediately are like. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. No, he pulls his hand back out, looks at his fingers and goes, what's this? And the blob shoots up out and grabs his freaking face. And, and it pulls yanks him, him head first into the and sink. You see the head go into the go. sink. So that means that head gets like squished. Like pulverized essentially. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like dissolve. It's like dissolving too. So you have to yeah. remember it dissolves. 
but it liquefies him almost. Then it cuts to the lady walking in, realizing it. This dude's body is standing up on end, like in the thing when it bites the one dude's head and stands up and he's yeah, just flailing his feet out the top. Are dangling. And it cuts back to Kevin Dillon and Sean E. They run in and all we see are feet sticking up out of the sink. And they're blood. This is the bloodiest scene, really. It's because there's bloody. blood everywhere. And here's what I love about this scene. As his legs are dangling in just outside of the sinkhole, so is his arm. Yeah. So he has been completely pretzeled inside of the sink with mm-hmm. his arm and legs being in the same exact spot. Absolutely you see, brutal. You see the pipe expand as it's pulling him down through the drain. And I'm just, and I was watching the interview and they were like, this literally takes, it took every trick we had. It's almost every kill gag to pull this off. And it is a masterpiece of a kill in a movie that has amazing kills in it. But this one sticks out. Even when, after he is finally sucked all the way in, you're waiting for like a classic like burp and yep. then like an Evil Dead 2 amount of blood to spray out. That's but exactly the blob doesn't do that because how it eats you and like absorbs you. The blob itself comes out of the sink and latches yep. onto the ceiling above. Which and is where we that get that is classic great. shot. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's right where we get that classic shot that reminds you of the 58 version. It It's just so... Well, and this is the director's favorite kill as well. He's is like, it? Nice. this is my this is my favorite kill. It's just absolutely fantastic. And the only reason I bring up the any of the other ones, like you know, knowing how they did Paul's death, was it was all practical, and he's in the blob. That's amazing. Half of the dude, you know, being on the table, it's gory as all get out, but it's ooey gooey gory, and the guy hanging from the ceiling, it's the face. It's the face of that guy. Yeah, it's just the way that crying they made these pain. models look. Yeah. Love it. But dude getting sucked into the drink. So we, we, we're saying these again. You know, that, that tells you how good I would the have kill it is. No other way with this movie. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, man, let's, uh, let's rate this thing. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. Woo! Uh, okay, whore, I get to go. Um, you do go first. Eight and a half. <laughs> oh, eight and a half, man. There's, there's nothing. This is quite possibly one. And I'm listen to how I say this one of the best remakes. And I say one of, because the thing is probably the best horror remake, in my opinion, of the original thing. But this movie is right there. I mean, to me, it's almost neck and neck. Acting-wise, is probably going to go more movie-wise to the thing. But just if I just base it off of the effects, the the look of the movie, the feel of the movie, I I would I love to watch these back-to-back. They, they just have that good feel. Because, you know, to beat the blob, you have to freeze him. But if you drop him off in Antarctica, you got to deal with the thing. So, oh you know, my God! The thing versus the blob. Oh, that would be insane. How did that, that movie be... not get made? <laughs> uh, different. Eventually, they learn if they team up, they'll become unstoppable. 
right? Yeah. I mean, we would the sequel. It would have Shawnee Smith, but we don't realize she's actually the thing. She's been taken over. Yeah. Because they're an actual alien, and the Blob isn't an alien. So the thing alien comes back to get the Blob. They're like, we like we like the cut of your jib. We got a job <laughs> for you. Damn it! I told you I'm retired. All right, I'll do it. Man, I'm pushing fifty. I can't be doing this shit anymore, man. That's back to middle age, Blobby. Yeah. I got a wife and kids now. I told you I'm out. Just reabsorb them and come with. Make it a family adventure. That, that's just this is weird. All right, Nate, what do you rate this thing? I'm an eight and a half. I'm right there with you, man. Eight and a half. We're twins. This movie's just a blast. Uh, oh it's a God. crisp hour and a half. But oh. this feels like a two-hour-long movie, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I mean that in the best way. It fits so much in its very tight and compact runtime. If and... anything, I would love a little bit longer shots on some of the kills. Yeah. That, I mean, really, if I wanted to add a little bit more, give me more carnage in the street, because I just, I'm, I'm begging for more as he's smacking people around. Like, he smacks the one army dude and he pulls the grenades off and you're like yes yeah, it's gonna be awesome and it's basically just a poof and then that's that's all it is it's just poof but this movie is fun like i had so such a blast like this is two movies in a row where i'm like i, I needed these oh between Bl- blind fury and now this uh this movie did everything that you could want for an ooey gooey movie you yes. know and it just kept it going. It somehow kept find a way to um, outdo itself with each kill, even though the it kept ramping up is very yeah. early. Yeah, it keeps ramping up just as the blob should because it's getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the it. movie's just, getting. Yeah, the movie's that's a good way to put it. The movie's getting bigger and bigger as it goes. So yeah, it's just, that's you know, why I'm totally down for a sequel to this. Like that is exactly yeah. why. And like. It shocks me that this movie was written by Frank Darabont, but it doesn't because the man is responsible for two of the greatest movies of all time with the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile. So knowing that that man did two of the most beautifully made movies of all time and to do this kind of it's not sleazy. It's not trashy. No, um, but there's no there's no nudity in this. It's silly horror. There's zero nudity in this. There's one sleazy scene. Yeah. And he gets his come up and send it. And but there's no nudity in this. There's and like I said, this isn't a bloody movie. This isn't that kind of gore. This is slime. This is body. It's definitely gonna gross you out. Oh, don't eat when you watch this movie. Even now, I was like, I don't really want to eat while I watch this. It is <laughs> it's it has that effect. It's, it's it's not quite the custard scene in uh brain dead. But it's close. <laughs> it's close. But uh, as much as we love it, though, Nate, you had to do the dirty. Uh, there is a trash opinion in this world for the blob. You had to plunge your hand into that dirty sink to find. I had to reach on opinions. in, and there was a hairball, and I had to pull Dude. that out. Wiggle and your that- fingers a little bit to kind of break it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over the all over the ring, and then I start eating garbage. 
and then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on it. Oh, that's gonna be a disaster. That hairball is known as Jacobuia, who said, <laughs> "Did it have explanation? Did it have explanation mean. points? Please <laughs> tell me it had explanation. Did that <laughs> no. name have explanation points? <laughs> because not. the way you said it tells me it had explanation points. How to pronounce points. it? <laughs> <laughs> they gave it a two out of ten back in two thousand nine, saying this is disappointing and mean too. I watched this film twenty years ago and loved it then." Finally got a hold of a DVD version and watched it again. What a disappointment. Guess my perspective has changed over the years. Found it badly directed, even for a B-movie. The plot does not keep you interested throughout. Too much of the action takes place either on the mountains or in the sewers. The killings by the blob get to be boring. I particularly dislike this time around that some very good people get killed. People I thought would be trying to nail the blob. The last killing was particularly unnecessary and annoying. Guess the producers had a very mean streak in them with all these killing of good people. Still like the ending, though, but overall very disappointed with the film, although the special effects were good. You don't get to say that. You don't get to bash the kills and then go the special effects were good. Yeah, the kills are the special effects. What I find interesting, though, is our whole thing here at Give Me Back My Horror Movies and Action Movies is reflecting on something that we haven't seen in over 20 years or reflecting on something that you know we do watch periodically but not as much and right. how our perspective does change on a movie but then there's also it, yeah. a movie like this where it's like no I remember liking this movie as a kid and if anything I love it even more as an adult So exactly it's so like you said we just did Blind Fury which is it's a dumb movie, but I love every second of it. Then we do the blob, which is just ooey gooey over the top fun. And while these are the two movies you watched, I got to watch a movie for the live stream. I watched flash Gordon this week. So I have been riding this cloud of high of just cheesy, just fun, loving these movies that I'm watching. And you're right. It's all just cheesy, fun, goodness movies, not taking themselves seriously cult classics as far as i'm concerned for the most part you know there's i knew it would be hard to find bad okay there's always bad reviews i'm going to say that now obviously we find them but a truly bad review of someone that does have some sense to them when they're talking about a film to find something bad i don't think there's that many out there you're going to find assholes that just want to hear themselves talk or just, I type this, so I'm the, it's so bad. This is so stupid. Just shut up. Nothing you said makes sense. We're all dumber for having to hear it. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that person. That's Jabuki, whatever, 97. I don't even know what their name was now. Explanation point. They just punched their keyboard and that's how they got their name. Yeah, it's how they did their review too. Oh, it is. I'm done ranting now. All right. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Are we done? Is that the last bit? Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think we have done it. Um, I got to go to Days of the Dead. I didn't get to talk about that in Indy. Yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. You also got to run into people at Made Me Mad. Yeah, I did. I got to meet James and Bobby, the creators of HP Lovecraft's Witch House that we did an interview with for the first time. Actually getting to meet them face to face. It was fantastic. <laughs> 
Big old hugs bull- were given. Bullcrap. It's bullcrap. I'm sorry, Charlie. Indiana's just so far away from you. They're my friends, too. It was only two hours away from me. They're my they're my friends too, Nate. They are your friends, and they 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 wanted you to they wanted to see you. They did. They miss yeah. you. They want to meet you. I don't know. <laughs> I then I got to meet. Well, I've already met. I got to hang out with Derek for a little bit, who yeah, we have had that. on the show twice now with our yeah. watchdog interview with Elsie Holt, and for the late checkout interview that we it, did with Derek. That that pissed me off too. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I also I got to be two feet away from Bill Mosley, but I didn't like get a picture or anything with them. I was not feeling the uh, talking to any celebrities kind of thing. Bill Mosley was in this movie. I saw that, and I do not recognize him anywhere in this movie. It's because he's in one of the contamination suits. He was it's awesome. No, uh, sewer soldier number two. It's fantastic. So you wouldn't really know he's in it, but he is in it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you even brought that up that it's like oh no, yeah bill mosley's in this he movie. was there who i was like oh maybe and uh ken foray from beyond yeah i probably would have tried to see him that now cool. there is a convention coming up in pittsburgh in a couple weeks the legend himself john carpenter is going to be there really and i don't know if i'm going to make it or not but wow if i do that that'll be a big one it has to be expensive though. Yeah, it's like one hundred twenty-five for just a photo op. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, not for John Carpenter. I exactly. mean, that's, that's bad for some person that's only been in like four movies. You're talking about one of the Godfathers of horror. Exactly. Like yeah. that's what's tempting me right now. It's just like this could be the one chance to actually get to meet John Carpenter because he does not do cons anymore. Oh, they don't do. Movies like I missed anymore, my either. opportunity a decade ago when he was doing them left and right. Just don't go dressed up like eleven. No, no, this will be very, very normal. Okay. Just regular old boring Nate. In geeking his out me- over big trouble in Little China. In 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 his metal vest, where everyone's going to think he's cosplaying Eddie. Yep. Yeah, you know that happens. It's okay. You're proto Eddie. You're the first. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to save Chrissy. Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up. Why did they make that a song? I love it. What is wrong with the I internet? love seeing all the variations of it. What is wrong with the internet, man? <laughs> clever. clever. That's clever not that's people. not clever. That's not nah, no. They, they, they good. No. That is not <laughs> clever. No. I refuse. I refuse. All right, we're done. We're all right, dead. everybody. Th- thanks for checking out this very odd episode. Uh I have no idea what's into me and Nate tonight, but we love the blob. We were just all over the place. We love this the blob. Happens, this is what happens when we don't you. synopsize. <laughs> uh, so if you want to keep up with all the shenanigans, please go over to all of our social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. We're still slowly working on TikTok. We're not very good at that stuff. Also, we're going to be finally on another social media platform. I guess we can call it social media. Another media platform. Well, at this point, when this airs, we are already on that social media platform. We, we will be. So, yeah, we are past us talking about future us already of doing something. So you would have seen our very first live stream on YouTube where we talk about Prey. Um, so hopefully it went good. We don't know yet because we, we don't know yet because future <laughs> Nate and Charlie are 
dicks. And past Charlie and Nate are cool. Until then, then can we call past us dicks? And then we're yeah, the ones again? and then present Nate and Charlie are the cool ones. Are we going to do a hot tub time machine through the, the I was thinking and, Bill and Ted. Oh, totally different time travel movies. Yeah. I should have went Terminator. That's my uh, bad. Yeah. But my, thank you for bad. joining us on that live stream if you did. And uh, right. hopefully it wasn't awkward. I don't know. We're going to see how it goes. Can't be any more awkward than this entire episode, Nate. <laughs> hey, you knew what you are getting in, so, in for when you clicked on that button. No. no it was a Tuesday morning. You hit play, and then you just uh, went for the ride. I don't think anyone was expecting this episode. This is <laughs> it's a little off-brand for us tonight. I, I needed to it. That's, I like silliness. There's nothing wrong with being a little silly, being a little goofy. Just talk about whatever we want. I'm not trying to make this filler. I might edit all this shit out. I don't know. Who knows? I, may, I might like this to be a nice, tight hour and a half. Mm. Yeah. You, know, you, just, you do what you want. That's right. And don't the whole forget. episode away if you wanted. <laughs> and re- uh, rerun. Yeah, okay, in this now. And as always, please remember to go check out all the other shows on the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. We have Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, Monster Movie Stomp Down, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. I know you hear me with Flynn Hendricks and Tales from the Haunt with Flynn Hendricks and Just Jeff. So please go give those guys a check out. Also, please, I know we've been pushing it quite a bit on our uh, social medias. Please rate and, you know, comment anything. Just the algorithm sucks. We need Yeah, the algorithm is uh, turning more and more towards videos. That's why we're launching onto YouTube as well. Even yeah. Instagram has said videos are the future, and they're making a lot of people angry because some of us want to just, you know, post pictures of what we're doing, not film 30 second clips of our lives but this is just the way that technology goes so we gotta adapt to it and adapt to it quickly you either ride the wave or you drown so we're gonna attempt to ride the wave we may drown in the process but we'll at least try so i can't swim i need floaties i'll get you some floaties thank you orange you want orange yeah i was gonna get you pink blobby ones i like that too and match my shoelaces i get you pink blobby ones and a helmet Cool. You're gonna need I'm one. Gonna need it. Uh, but even if you were to just, if you're listening to an episode that you like, and you just share it to your Instagram story, it means a ton because then, yes, maybe 20 people see that story, and maybe one person clicks on it, and they decide, you know what, I'll give these guys a try. And that's all we're asking. Give us a try. Every download counts. Every download just kind of helps boost it, boost yeah. boost our morale, boost everything. We're doing good. It's not like we're not doing good, but we could be doing better. You know, when we could always be doing better. We can always do. And it's just, it's always humbling to see states where I know not a single human being is downloading our episodes. It's, it's incredible. And I love it. That is kind of wild. I do. I do enjoy. We play the light up the map game to see what new states are listening to us. So, all right, we're done rambling. It's been a weird episode. Thanks for sticking out this long. Nate, what's a good word, Bubba? I wasn't prepared this week. <laughs> oh, is that 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 your That's good it. one? Okay. <laughs> I'll fix it then. That's fine. I was like, are you not prepared for the good word? But I like I see what you did there now, so we're good. I might leave this in, I don't know. <laughs> now let's talk about how I get back home. 
I did have a question for you. Oh, okay. What's up? There's a scene in this movie where they're interrogating Kevin Dillon. Yeah. Does he lick the cop's chin? Oh, yeah. That's what I, I thought. Al- I almost think that was improvised. It had to have been. Which, the... What a power move to a cop if you lick their chin. No one's prepared yeah. for the chin lick. No one is. That was... I th- I think in my in my head canon that was improvised and that he licks Emil the melted man so yeah good catch all right lickety stick. <laughs>